and welcome to the Cafe Binge podcast. You guys, I am so excited to have you back with me and I'm even more stoked to introduce you to today's guest. Today I have on the Cafe Binge podcast, Kylie Kadich, who is my most favorite influencer and content creator in all of the land. And I say that with such a genuine heart. Kylie is a true influencer in the truest sense of the word. She influences for good. I see so many people copying her approach to photography, copying um, certain photo shoots she's done, tips, tricks, poses, outfits. She even has a trending hashtag which is copycatage, hashtag copycatage. And I love that Kylie is okay when people copy her. I think we so easily get offended when we think someone copies us, even if they may have not been copying us, but we take so much offense to it and we get so protective with our content or the things that we're promoting or the clothes that we wear, which is something I mentioned in the podcast of how funny people are with the clothing they wear, where if you ask them where they got something, they're very quick to all of a sudden forget where they got that said piece of clothing, which is just the opposite of who Kylie is. She is a teacher. Honestly, in the true essence of the word, she's a teacher. She was a teacher before she was a full-time Instagrammer, content creator, influencer, and she still teaches. She teaches people how to take really killer images and also how to creatively stage an image, how to push the boundaries with props or outfits or poses, and then she teaches you how to do it. I love that she has her perfect image, and then usually when you swipe to the right, it'll show a little behind-the-scenes image of how she's creating it. She's such an open book for teaching, for wanting you to grow and you to expand and you to step into your true, authentic brand. I love Kylie because she's 100% genuine. She truly is, and I wish everyone could meet her. I met her for the first time ever in a Thai restaurant in Salt Lake City, and when she came up to me, it was like a true friend, best friend moment where I was like, this girl knows me, and she sees me, and I love her so much, and quite honestly, I'm sure that's how everyone feels when they meet her because to her core, she's like pure goodness and love and spilling with creativity and genius and I'm so excited that I got to sit down and just talk to her for an hour about her, her background, her passion, where she pulls from creatively, how she learned photography, how she got over blocks, how she started taking herself seriously and asking for money and knowing that she could start making money right now even before she had 800,000 followers. In this episode, Kylie talks to us about how she deals with criticism, when to stand up and say something, and when to just let it go. She talks about creating your true, authentic brand that has room for flexibility as you grow. Your brand can grow with you. And also how to create a successful brand that is you. That's not trying to be anyone else, but that's working with and sharing your own unique genius, your own unique niche. We also talked about how when you start taking yourself seriously, others will start taking you seriously. And that could come in the form of a family member, a husband, a spouse taking you seriously, your friends taking you seriously, you taking yourself seriously and really showing up, and then brands taking you seriously because you've stepped into your worth. Honestly, I could keep going and just keep sharing what we talked about in the episode but that's what the podcast is for so i'm gonna end here give kylie a follow on instagram look her up her handle is at kylie kadich and that is kylie k-y-l-i-e kadich k-a-t-i-c-h at kylie kadich i'm so excited for you guys to get to know Kylie and to learn from her straight up genius. She's a content creating wizard. Let's get to it. So I think we're good. We're good. Hi queen. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, I'm so excited. You asked me to 
beyond this. Like oh I'm goodness. beyond excited. Are you feeling, I just saw recently that you got back from Bear Lake for a retreat <laughs> that you hosted. How was it? It was so good. It really was. I think before we went, we knew that it was going to be fun and we felt excited, but I think that it went so much better than we anticipated because yeah. of the people that ended up coming. Like yeah. everyone that was there was so beyond they were like meant to be there. Yeah. It, yeah. Like they really were like the last night we got so emotional together. Mm-hmm. We we're just like crying but it was so special to be in this room of people that really felt that same way. Mm-hmm. They really felt like everyone there was really supportive and wanted what was best for each individual person. Yeah. And I just knew that it wouldn't have been that way if we had, you know, a different group dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like it was so cool seeing these people come together and just knowing that they were totally the people that made it what it was. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Was this your first retreat hosting? Yes, it was the first. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in it now? You're going to keep doing retreats? I'm like addicted. Yeah. I feel like, holy cow, this is the, it was so special. Um, But, you know, I have to make sure Alex is on board with that too. Yeah. Bless his soul. He did so much work. Yeah. So much work. He did like a lot of the labor, like the hard labor. Like I put together courses. You're like, do the grunt work. I'll be there for like the magic. Like Instagram husband took a new level this weekend. Like he was up at 5 a.m. setting up like. Gosh, bless his heart. Bless his soul. So he, I don't know if he's like ready to go next weekend, but I'm like, let's do it again right now. Where is it next weekend? Or is it not? Oh. Just like in a dream. Oh, I'm like, oh my goodness, you planned them back to back. You brave. Um, Okay, well, I'm so excited to talk to you about all things social media influencing because truly, Kylie, like to my core, I'm like, you are a true influencer and not in a cheesy way of like hustling products and getting people to buy stuff, but truly influencing people for the very best way. And in teaching them and in being just very honest and open and, uh, yeah, just sharing sharing with people what's been working for you, and I love it. Um, but I want to talk about where it all started because you're doing this full-time, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. I'm doing it full-time. Um, I started in May. And okay. also, thank you. That that means a lot. Thank oh, you. Oh, but I, I honestly mean it from the very deepest part of me. I'm like, no, you're you're doing the work. Thank you. You're incredible. And I hope you know I feel that way about you too. I remember meeting you once and being like... That's right. We met at Thai food, huh? Yes. Fangirling because I I don't know if you remember, but I I wanted to go up to you and let you know how much I really appreciated that in you. That I felt like you were someone that really was never pushing product on people and you were never pushing like ideas on people. You truly were just sharing things that were working for you and it never felt like you wanted someone else to like go do that because you wanted them to buy something you want. It truly felt like you were like celebrating your life. And I wanted to be doing what you were doing as well because I wanted to be a part of it. And I think that's like the truest form of influencing. And so I see that in you too. Thank you. It's reciprocal. You're the best. Well, tell me, so before going full-time influencer, what were you doing and where are you from? Are you from Utah? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm from Utah. Um, I grew up in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. My family's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before I started doing this full time, I was teaching. So I thought that that was really my path. But um, honestly, maybe your path is teaching because you're still doing that right now. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, it feels good hearing that because I feel like finally these worlds have really um, collided. And I feel like I just feel a lot of purpose recently. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because these two worlds are really meeting each other. And I really feel like that's where I feel the most fulfilled and I can, I can give the most value. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was what were you teaching? Ed. Yeah. Tell me you're, te- you're teaching special ed. Yes. Oh my goodness. Where was it? Was it junior high, high school, elementary school, or what was it? It was high school. Was it? Yeah. And it happened, you know, quickly. Like I, it was a quick adventure in my life. And then this quickly became, um, just what all my energy went to. Mm-hmm. Like I really felt like this is where all of my, all of my time was going. 
and I felt so excited about pursuing this um, that eventually I decided to make that leap. And it wasn't an easy decision at all. Um, I, in fact, it it's only been getting easier as of maybe the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, the first like two months doing it, I was really terrified. Um, terrified that I made, of what? That I made the wrong decision. That I left this job that you know gave me so much purpose to fulfill something creative, and I I just was very unsure that it would give me um, it would give me fulfillment in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking that leap was terrifying. Like I, I knew that I loved being creative and that, you know, fulfilled part of me, but there was also a part of me that really felt fulfilled in teaching, knowing that I could make a difference somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so when I was, you know, going full time, I was like, okay, like what are my selfies making a difference for? Like, what am I doing? What, mm-hmm. like I roll, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was where, like, what am, what is the point? What's the point? So I think until recently, that was a really hard thing to let go of. And now I feel like I'm feeling it again. Um, Do you feel like you gave yourself that permission to feel that way? Or was it from others validating that you were making a difference? Or where did all of a sudden the relief come from of like, okay, yeah, this is actually something and something that I don't have to roll my eyes at? Yeah, I think it was a combination. That's a good question. I think it was a combination. Um, You know, it started just by noticing like, People would ask me questions often, like on DMs, and I'm someone who really enjoys replying. Um, and so I've tried to go through and really make sure I'm giving everyone that's showing up to, for me, I'm trying to show up for them as well. And I think it was interesting seeing people reply back after I answered their question, like saying, wow, I can't believe you replied. And I was like, wait, people don't reply? Like, that's bizarre. So mm-hmm. I was like, what? like what? and then you know, hearing that that meant something to them, it was really fun for me to connect because it's something I would do anyways. But then also hearing the feedback that, you know, they appreciated um, me me replying, like answering the question. I was like, okay, if this isn't something like everyone's tapping into, this is something I want to tap into because it's 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 cool for both parties. So that's it was kind of a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. It's true though that you're saying that because it's interesting of like. Hmm. People don't normally respond. This is weird because I like responding too, just because I think if you're going to take the time to reach out to me, why wouldn't I reach out back to you? You know, but I think that's even a thing. People get protective with things, which is what I love about you is that you share everything, you know, in high school or junior high, when you'd ask someone, Hey, where did you get that shirt? And they'd be like, I forgot. Or, um, it was a gift. It's sold out. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, like, I forgot. Yeah. People are so protective with the things that they love or these little niches that they tap into. And even in the social media world, I feel like you ask someone, where did you shoot? Or where's that from? Or how did you get that edit? Or like, how did you make your photo look vintage and all speckly? And they're like, they're very like hush hush about it. But you never are. I feel like you're an open book if people want to ask and you openly teach. And so do you. I've messaged you before so many times. I'm like, hey, what, like, is this makeup going to break me out? Tell me now. And you're like, girl, do this, do this, do this. Like, you're so open too. I mean, if I, yeah, I think it's just I want to help and I want to have any sense of purpose because if it's not going to be a selfie with some meaning, like, why do it? You know? Right? Yeah. It doesn't leave you feeling that same way that you do when you're actually making connections yeah even if it is about like what specs I put on a photo Mm -hmm. like I'd so much rather answer that than just be alone and like share that like Mm -hmm. I'd rather you know totally absolutely it makes it worth it so when you decided to go full-time influencer do you call what do you call yourself like I hate I feel like people don't like being called influencers but what do you call yourself like a just a creative genius isn't that so funny (laughs) that like we call like we hate the word influencer So I used to feel uncomfortable about the word, um, but recently I don't feel uncomfortable about it. I feel like um, everyone on social media has influence. Like my mom has influence. Like everyone has influence on social media. So I think I've kind of like gotten away from that um, uncomfortable feeling with the word. So I don't mind it at all. Okay, Um, I think naturally I gravitate to um, content creator Mm -hmm. um, or photographer just because I think that's where I still feel the most confident mm-hmm. is helping someone with like a camera tip or like an editing tip. Um, 
And then I think I'm slowly starting to feel a lot more confident in also um, influencing ideas and concepts. So I think either term. Yeah. Probably those two. Either either term works. Okay. I love that. So when you decided to go full-time with influencing content creation, was your husband like right there, cheerleader? Like, did he believe in the vision? Oh my gosh. I wish he was here right now <laughs> because we talked about this in my retreat and it was so cool hearing how many people were like, oh, that's my husband. So when we first started, he was not really on board, really? which is always surprising when people hear that because of how he is now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because um, he's Instagram husband behind the lens, right? Oh, my gosh. And he is, like, truly – like, there are days when I'm, like, Alex, I want to sleep. Like, he's so into it. And mm-hmm. I think it's been a really beautiful thing, like, watching him um, get on my same page. And now we are so, like – we are so close because of this. But he's also – like, we push each other so much mm-hmm. in a really, really healthy and good way. But it wasn't always like that. Like, when I first started, um, I don't think he understood – what I wanted to do. So this was about two years ago mm-hmm. and I had a camera and I used to just kind of bring it like if we were on a hike or like doing something, but I wouldn't just like want to like, like stage a photo or like go out and just like shoot something that I'm thinking of for fun mm-hmm. um, or something I've like seen in a magazine that I want to like put a twist on or whatever it might be. Um, and so before when I would like just throw on my camera and be like, Hey, we're going to go take pictures of me in this outfit. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, why like he truly was like he just wasn't like he was still a sweetheart and he supported me but he was kind of like one snap we're done you know Mm -hmm. he's kind of like why do we need to do this like Mm -hmm. he didn't get it but did you have a following at this time a little bit like I I, maybe a couple thousand Mm -hmm. so I mean I had a following but I think it wasn't like to the level where I um was taking it very very seriously um and this is also a different time like I I think I didn't really understand the power of like micro blogging like looking back I'm like it was a big deal but at that time I didn't really think it was Mm -hmm. which is probably my own insecurity with it as well but um I just wanted to you know give it a shot I followed so many people that were um photographers that were then being in the photos and they were coming up with cool concepts and they were working with brands and I was like that would be fun so I just you know, we'd try it every now and then. And he was kind of like, what the heck are we doing? And I was like, I don't really know, but we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And as of like a year ago, when I decided to become more serious about it, um, ever since then, ever since I really told him, like, I really see myself having potential in this. I really think that this could be a career. Mm-hmm. I'm really serious about it. And I really think this is something that I've never, like, I've never felt passion like this before, and I really want to follow that. Mm-hmm. That's when he was like, okay. And I think until I had that really crucial conversation with him, he just didn't understand. I didn't really verbalize it well. And ever since then, he's been amazing. Like, he is so on board. Like, the girls this weekend were like, can he be my Instagram husband? I was like, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Because he's so, he's so supportive. <laughs> I love that. I think that also speaks volumes of you had said earlier that was my insecurity probably. But when you decide to take something seriously, others around you like they just respond differently. Because if yep. you're not taking it seriously, people are going to not take it seriously, but as soon as you step into it, they're like, "Okay." Like it's an energetic yes. shift, you know? Did that happen for you? No, I mean I feel like my husband's always pretty supportive. Um and honestly, even maybe more so than I am sometimes, even when I I had mentioned once doing a podcast and I was like, I, I don't know though. I don't know if it's my thing. And then he was the one to get me all my podcasting equipment. And oh, so for him, I think that's cool. that's so cool. more often than not, he's like applauding and being like, you can do it, you can do it. Um, but yeah, I but I honestly think at that point, I saw potential in me. Not, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I'm like, I think I'm here to do something. I don't know what it is yeah. yet. And so I, I think I took myself seriously in that way of like, I think I have a message to share. I'm not sure what it is or how I'm going to do it or what the platform is, but I feel that I want to do that because it, it would bring meaning to my life, you know? Yeah. So I think and absolutely. Right away, yeah. That was something mm-hmm. serious you wanted yeah, to do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that because energy it, switch, it is everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Like, if you have purpose behind it, 
you're driven. Totally. Because otherwise, yeah, what are you doing? You're just flinging products and hoping people buy them and you get a commission off. You know, it's just, it's kind of silly, which it can all work together. But yeah, be like without any purpose, it feels a little bit empty. Um, I want to know though, because like you said, I was shocked when you said Alex wasn't on board at first because he seems so perfectly like oh. fit for this role of Instagram husband for you. Um, right. How did you guys? And he so is now. Like, he, yeah. He would totally, if I was like, I want to do podcasts. He'd probably do the same as your husband. He'd be like, yeah, you got it. let's do like, it. That just wakes me up. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I yeah. want to sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, we got to go out. Come on, let's go. I love that. He's so good. What an awesome yeah. cheerleader. How did you guys meet? Because you guys, you were dating. You've been married for maybe, what, a year? Or has it not even yeah. been that long? Almost a year. Okay. In September, it will be a year. Awesome. How long before that were you guys dating? How long have you known him? And how did you meet? Yeah, so we met, geez, like three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were dating for about two and a half years, two years before we got married. Um, and we lived together for like two of those two and a half years. So we moved in mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Um, everything was pretty quickly uh, with Alex. So we met at the library at the University of Utah. Really? Yes. Bonding over books. Yes. It's so good. Um, We were both studying for finals. And I was with a friend that turns out it was a mutual friend. And he came and he sat down right next to me. And I am a really social person, but I cannot even look at Alex. I was like, my heart fell on my stomach. (sighs) And I'm like texting my friend under the table like, okay, I'm going to leave and go to the bathroom, but, like, say that I'm really cool and, like, mm-hmm. really talk me up. Like, she's like, no, you're stupid. Like, stay here and talk to him. So I'm like, finally, you know, building up the courage, we start talking, and we ended up staying at the library till like, 3.30 in the morning. No we just way. Yes, we just, like, couldn't stop talking. We, like, started running around the library, like, making, like, silly music videos. Like, we were just being, like, children, but in the best way. Like, he really made me feel so different than I've ever felt. Like he's made me feel so safe to be goofy and myself like right away. Like I could cry about it. I'm like getting teary, but it was something that I never felt before. Like I've never felt so safe with someone so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I called my mom as I got in the car from the library right after. And I was like, mom, I just met my husband. No she, way you knew. I knew. And it sounds bizarre, but I just, other guys, like I could, feel like butterflies and like they're cute but with Alex it was like it was so different like I just knew that he was a person that I wanted to be with like I was so sad when it was you know 3 30 we had to leave and like that next day I mean I haven't been without him a day since Mm -hmm. um so he felt the same way yeah he tells me now he didn't call his mom you know but he tells me now he went home and he woke up his roommate and like showed him my Instagram I was like, I met this girl. Do you know her? Um, and yeah, been together every day since then. Um, and then, yeah, we moved in together pretty fast after that, like six months after we moved in and then got engaged like two years later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I love that. I love you two together. I always, I love all the pictures so that he's in. He's just, yeah, he seems awesome. As he now, do you guys see each other as business partners or is it still kind of your thing that he helps with? Or like from here on out, do you guys see you both walking hand in hand on this? I think hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I We both really have a goal to eventually do this full time together because mm-hmm. it is hard doing it alone. You know, we make mm-hmm. it work, but it's really fun having that other person there um, mm-hmm. to bounce ideas off of or you know, we could spontaneously go shoot a concept or I could get his advice when I'm editing. So it's really fun having him home on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I'm most productive. Um, so eventually I would love for him to be here all the time with me. Um, and I definitely see him right now as a business partner, you know, husband first, but then also my business partner. Wonderful. I love that. Okay, so I want to talk to you about photography and social media and all of your tips and tricks. So for you, when did it all start? Like, were you a little kid with a disposable camera shooting everything? Or was it like college, you got a camera or your iPhone or whatever? When did it all start, this passion for photography? Because are you self-taught or did you take 
a class or how did you learn? No, I am self-taught. Self-taught. YouTube Academy, you know? Yeah. You're the Mozart. You're just, yeah. YouTube. You were born to do it. I love it. Holy cow. I'd be a lost soul. Um, but it really started when I was little, little. Mm. Um, I've always been obsessed with photos and videos. Um, my parents would like, if they were here, they'd jokingly be like, Kylie was such a ham. Like I always wanted to be in photos. I always wanted to take photos of my little sister. Um, in high school, you know, I was constantly, like I was constantly taking photos just with like my iPhone or like my parents, like point and shoot. I'd like bring it to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, really enjoyed being on both sides, which was different. You know, I'd be, like, taking them with my friend, and then I'd be like, my turn, and, like, throw it over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much fun, like, capturing everything that was happening. And I, I loved, like, getting weird with friends. Like, I have these pictures of me in middle school, like, trying to, like, come up with, like, weird concepts or, like, hanging off gates, like, <laughs> like instructing them to do these, like, crazy, like, it's hilarious. So I've always had it, but it, it became more serious, I think, in high school. My mom got me um, her old point-and-shoot. She, like, gave it to me, and I would, like, take pictures of flowers and, like, upload these, like, horrendous albums to Facebook that I loved at the time. Like, they were truly the most magical wildflower photos in the whole world. And they'd have, like, 500 pictures in one album of, like, the same flower, and it was, like, it was so special to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated college, my parents gave me my first real professional camera, which, and what was it? What was the model? It was a Canon 80D. Okay. So it was a crop sensor, but it was still, it was an awesome camera. And I still recommend it to people starting because I'm, I'm happy I started with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I became more serious. That's when I was like, okay, you know, when I was shooting with my moms in high school, I was like on auto. Like I didn't really yeah. try too hard. It was more of just, it was fun. Um, but then I became more serious about it because I knew how much I loved photos in general. And then probably a year after that was when Instagram started like coexisting with it. Um, just because of, you know, responses I would get to those pictures when I would throw it to Alex and be like, Hey, take this of me. And he'd be like, why? And I'd be like, just do it. And I'd like tag the brand. And you know, I'd notice like they might message me and they, by like repost it and that was really fun and exciting so that's when it they started like coexisting you do this for work so when do you feel like was there one shoot that you were like I can now take myself seriously this is like really good work oh that's such a good question um so last summer okay this is kind of a funny story tell it so last summer um I was shooting with my good friend Josh Mm -hmm. who is incredible and he was, um, shooting for a brand and he was like, yeah, I just, I really am like, I really have to get this picture. It has to be really awesome because they're paying me. And I was like, wait, what? Huh? I was like, what? <laughs> like come again. And he was like, yeah, they're paying me. And I was like, you get paid. And he was like, you don't. And I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So truly last summer, like if you look back at my work, like that was not long ago. Mm-hmm. Last summer I had no idea that I could be getting paid. Yeah. Like, I thought that that was for influencers, a hundred thousand plus, you know, I'm like working my way to get there, but I was like, I'm a long ways away. Like mm-hmm. I'm, there's no chance I can get paid. So that summer after he told me that is, I think when I started becoming more serious because that's when I realized, no, there's potential for this to become a career. And I was taking it seriously in, in hopes of that goal of like being a macro influencer but um, I didn't realize that it could be more immediate, and that's when I started being even more serious about it. And I think the sum the so last summer is when I started taking photos that I was really proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, you know, I look back, and of course, it's like you, you, looking back at anything you made a year ago. You're like, oh, I wish I would have done this and that. <laughs> so I, it's it's funny how it constantly evolves. But probably the first time in the moment when I felt proud was last summer. Okay. So what did that look like then? How did you change your formula to actually be getting paid? Did you ask for it? Did you reach out to companies? Like, what does that look like for people who have no clue, just like you're being an expander for them right now that they're like, light bulbs, what? I could be getting paid right now. I don't have to have a million followers. Yeah. 
So what yeah. does it look like? How do you pitch yourself to brands? So it took a lot of trial and error. When I first started, my emails were funny. Like They were like, hi, I'm Kylie. I'm from Salt Lake City, and I love lifestyle, influencing, and blogging, and here's like 20 facts about me you probably don't need to know, <laughs> and I love you so much, and like, if you reply to this, I'll be so happy. They were very, very passive, and I mm-hmm. think, like I would still try to ask for money, but I think I, I didn't want to be rude, and I had to get over that, um, and, and I had to realize that Like if I want to run a business, I have to realize that what I'm doing is extremely valuable and it's not rude. Like I think I didn't want to offend anyone. And I think, um, a lot of times, especially as women, um, men too, but I think just especially as women, we tend to not be as assertive. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes like asking for things that might feel uncomfortable at first. Um, I'm a person that like, if I count how many times I say sorry in a day, it's probably a billion and I had to really let go of that. And I had to be like, it's, I, I shouldn't be, you know, afraid to be assertive when it comes to money. And I should realize that I do have so much value and it's appropriate to ask for that. And it's also appropriate to negotiate. I'm not saying you should be like, give me bags of money or else, but it, it's really appropriate to realize I have value, they have value and we can meet somewhere in the middle and I deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when it really switched. And now when I email companies, um, I don't do that whole, like, just trying to not offend anyone, like tiptoeing around the idea of money. Yeah, what's I just your approach really, now? Yeah, I just am really transparent with companies. I keep it short because companies don't have time. Like, I used to tell them all these things about me. And now I just say, I'm Kylie, here's my Instagram link. Like, my emails are three sentences or less. Right. Like, very to the point. Um so my formula is, is just introducing myself, letting them know that, that I want to collaborate with them. I'm emailing you because I'm, I want to collaborate. Um, this is my Instagram handle, and I link it right there so they can just click on over and see who I am. Um, and then I, can, I give them, like, one idea of a concept. Like, um, if it's a company where I notice they don't have very many content photos on their end, I might offer to create content for them. And like, I might not even post it. I just want to create for them. Or if there's someone that I've noticed they really enjoy having like influencers promote them and they're looking to grow, um, they want brand recognition, then I would offer to post on my feed. Um, and then I just sign it, um, without saying like, hope to hear from you. I sign it by saying, I look forward to collaborating. I really assume that I assume the sale and I sign it. And at the bottom, I always attach a photo of myself. So if for any reason they're, they're not clicking that link, they can at least see a high quality image of myself so they can understand, like, I will give them content that is high quality and that I have a brand that aligns with theirs. Um, but it's really short and sweet. It's so much easier now. Like I used to That's stress powerful. It, yeah. And now, like, boom, 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 done. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying, that passive approach I think is just not believing that you're worth it or not taking yourself seriously again to be like, yeah. oh, it'd be so awesome. Like, I would love to hear back from you. Like, I would, like yeah, I I'll take that. anything, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> rather than being like, hey, I know my worth. And yeah, assuming the sell of being like, I look forward to working with you. When you took on this shorter, more direct approach, like standing in your worth, do you feel like companies reacted differently? Oh, it was night and day. Really? So I never received no's really with, um, the other one, I would just receive no replies. Yeah. Like, I think they saw it and they were like, we don't have time for this. Like, what is this email? Like, I wouldn't even link my Instagram. So they would have to like take the step of like going and searching. searching. Like Mm -hmm. I just gave them too much work and I don't blame them, um, for not, you know, finding me. So ever since I changed it, I, at least I've never not, like I've never been ghosted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are companies that will say like, Hey, we can't do that right now. We'll think of you in the future. And I have to be really okay with that and just say like, awesome. Sounds good. Or I'll have companies say yes. And like, give me a budget that was even better than I was hoping for. Yeah. So the best part about like having that short and direct and, and assertive, um, email pitch now is that I will get a reply. And even if that's a no, I love knowing like I got a reply. Like I was able to contact that person. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. And I think that's powerful for everyone listening. Did you have 
a social media guru or a teacher that was teaching all this or was it just trial and error? A lot of it was trial and error, but I do listen to podcasts. Yeah. Like I listen to um, Jenna Kutcher. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I would listen to things that um, officially Quigley would write in her captions. She mm-hmm. gives tips. Um, so I was constantly trying to stay up to date on what other people were saying and like other information people could provide for me. And it, it became kind of a combination of taking advice taking pieces of advice that I would hear and then also rolling with my own verbiage and voice and seeing what worked. And then finally I came up with an email where I would notice, okay, cool. At least I am getting a reply every single time I send out this email. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are yes. Um, at least a hundred percent of the time I'm getting a reply. Yeah. You're not getting ghosted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting ghosted. I was like, I I like, it was just crappy because I'd be like holding out hope. I'd be like, I didn't reply for them yet, so that's a yes, probably. Mm-hmm. Me and my kid, yay, maybe they want me. Then I'd hear like three months later, no, and I'd be like, oh, why didn't they just tell me that so I could move on? So totally. now it's good being like direct. They're direct with me, and it's so much easier. Yeah, so for the companies that say no, I just think anytime you're putting yourself out there, you're not going to be for everyone. So even with social yeah. media, you're not going to be for everyone. I'm not going to be for everyone. Yep. So how do you deal with, criticism or no's or people saying things that aren't nice or maybe that's never happened for you ever I just feel like I'm even no one on Instagram and I still have people saying things that I'm like why did you say that totally how do you deal with criticism it happens it happens and um it's like I, I wish I could be like oh yeah no big deal but um there are certain things that that do kind of like catch me off guard and um that make me feel sensitive. But the, the best way I've realized, like the best way I've overcome that is remembering that like, I believe so much in my personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, like if anyone were to say something rude about something that I'm doing, I really truly feel so confident in what I'm doing that I can just know that like that person just doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. And I'm really confident in what I'm doing that doesn't bother me. Like I actually got a, a DM, DM the other day from someone. I had that match photo where I, I had a match in my yeah, mouth. It was freaking and awesome. Thank you. Well, I have Polish haters from it. Um, <gasps> Polish haters. <laughs> guys, people in Poland, I'm like writing down everything this like person saying, Alex, like, what are you doing? I'm like decoding Polish. <laughs> like, I'll be right back. Like, typing in like QZ. It's just crazy things. And it said something like, this girl is trying to be creative, but she's igniting herself. And I really, like, I read it, and I, like, I just smiled. And I replied back, and I just said, I like it, explanation point. And, like, they didn't reply back. Yeah. But I really, I just, like, it didn't bother me at all. And I think that if I was a little insecure about that concept or, like, a little insecure about posting it and not sure what my brand was, um, that would have bothered me. Mm -hmm. Because I would have been really looking for validation as the only um, terms of like satisfaction with creating. Absolutely. Now, now that I feel like it's not just like, for, like I, I love hearing that people love it. Who wouldn't? That's amazing. It's a huge reason why I do it. But like when I do hear the one comment of someone that doesn't love it, I can really look at myself and be like, I don't care. I like it. Yeah. Like, and what a good response too of not apologizing for it, not like getting defensive, not attacking them, but just being like, I like it. You yeah, know? that's all I said. I just said, I like it. Just standing in what you, yeah, standing by what you put out there. I like it. And like, yeah. it silences them. Totally. They, I think it did because they did not say anything afterwards. And yeah. um, I think it made them realize like, you know, it was okay. Like, it really wasn't a big deal. I also like warned people in my caption, like, playing with fire is not like a safe thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in terms of like the concept, I just, yeah, it was really easy to just tell them like, eh, I like it. It's okay. Yeah. Do you always yeah. reply to haters or mean messages? Do you ever just block them or do you feel like you always reply or do you um, delete comments? Like how do you deal with things coming in? Yeah. It depends on the person. Um, I think if it was something that were to be offensive to someone I care about, I would absolutely 100% of the time reply, mm-hmm. um, politely in like a way that's mature. Um, and then delete it just because I don't think people 
like, I just don't really want that energy there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want, like, if someone were to say something rude about a family member or friend, like, I would absolutely delete it right away and message them and let them know that that was, um, that was hurtful um, and that I would appreciate them not doing that. But if it's about me, it's like, just depends on what it is. Like, some stuff I'm just like, whatever. Like, one time I took a picture on a mail truck and someone told me that that was the equivalent of standing in a doctor's room during open heart surgery. Okay. Because I'm <laughs> inflicting someone's job. And there was, I told Alex, I was like, should I reply and like let him know that I asked permission from the mailman to like do that? Like, and Alex was like, why do you need to justify it? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, actually, you're right. Like, I don't need to justify no. it. You're so not playing their game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just deleted that. it and I never said anything because like I know the story of what happened. I asked the mailman. I hopped on the truck for maybe three seconds. I hopped off and mm-hmm. I'm not like this rude inconsiderate person that's like stomping on someone's job. And I think I had to just realize like I didn't need to justify that to that person. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't even need to say anything and I never did. So it just depends on what it is and like to what level of um, hurt it's like causing but I think for the most part they really just don't bother me if it's about me just because I'm I'm pretty secure in what I'm putting out yeah. yeah yeah I think that's super powerful when you can stand behind what you're putting out it doesn't matter if people don't like it like it's okay it's not for you yeah. um, that's the only way you can you yeah know? I mean it still kind of stings a little bit you're like oh like I have a like gut just like dropping like oh, oh my yeah, goodness like, I can't look at it but it's good to have that just kind of be like I recognize this emotion is not pleasant mm-hmm. and yeah I think it's actually okay because I think the decision I made was okay. Yeah. And it can let go of it quickly. Yeah, because things will trigger. And I feel like for me, just when anyone is critical at all, I'll be like, oh, this is triggering a little bit. Like, what is this? Why is it triggering? Am I feeling a little insecure in this? Or is what they said true? And can I take some constructive criticism? Or is it not true? And can I just stand with what I put out there, you know? Yeah. That's a good, that's good self-awareness. Yeah. Just like, okay, this is triggering. For some reason, I'm not wanting to look at this or I'm wanting to like run from it or delete it really quickly. But what is that? You know, before you had mentioned your personal brand and knowing what you put up that put out there and being super confident in it, how do you best develop a personal brand? Like a brand that's you, that's not trying to be anyone else, but that's you. Because I feel like there's Instagram trends and everyone wants to like clamor to follow those trends, but how did you, how did you develop your personal brand that feels true to you? Yeah, I think the best way to do it is to think about someone that is close to you and to think about what they turn to you when they, when they, what they ask you when they turn to you for advice. Mm -hmm. That's probably what you should be posting about. Okay. Interesting. Um, I love that approach. Thanks. Because that's what people were messaging you about, right? They wanted tips. They wanted tricks. People were constantly messaging me about photography and editing. And so now I really am like, well, if that's what people want, that's what's giving people value. I should probably post that and not like a serious face fashion photo every Mm -hmm. day. Because even though that might be really fun for me, um, my ultimate goal is to really provide value on this app. Um, And so to meet that that goal, I have to, you know, make sure that aligns with my personal brand, which I feel like is, is listening to the things that people are asking me for advice on and posting to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and b- beyond that, I think it's also about really acknowledging whatever you're passionate about and posting that. Yeah. But I think having this, like this idea of what do people turn to you when they ask you for advice, you should probably post about that, but you can also include some other things you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I think that people are constantly turning me, to, turning to me for advice on editing and photography and posing and concepts, and so I really enjoy posting about that. But additionally, like for me, I really enjoy like fashion stuff. I like showing like fun outfits, and I really enjoy traveling with my husband. Like I want to show some of that too. So it's this like this mutual agreement between satisfying what people are coming to you for. Um, so you can serve them and also fulfilling your own passions and making social media really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's probably why you're so successful too. Cause I imagine people probably turn to you for like beauty advice and people turn to you for advice on everything binge worthy. People <laughs> want 
And that's why you're killing it because you have such a solid personal brand. You would know if something wasn't on brand for you because of how solid your personal brand is, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think there's just this like people, especially when it comes to like the grid or I don't know, just the type of content you're putting out there, people will be like, well, I could never post that because it's like not on brand. But I'm like, but well, you're into it though. Like, how is it not on brand if you're into it, you know? Yeah. But it's yeah. like they've built themselves into this brand that their brand has no room for flexibility to change as they change, you know, or just like flow. But yeah, so I just think sometimes people get trapped into their own brand and they have no room to move in it. Do you ever see that? All the time. Yeah. All the time. In fact, you know, doing some one-on-one sessions with um, the people I had at my workshop this weekend, that was a huge struggle for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would talk to me about how they used to really do this and that, but now they really want to get into this, but they're really afraid to do that. And mm-hmm. they don't want to try it. And, and you know, I had to remind them that the biggest difference between personal branding and like social media marketing with a person versus a actual company like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is not a complex being. Like we always will know what Coca-Cola is. It's not going to be changing constantly, Mm -hmm. but we are. And that's also like one of the biggest like advantages to have personal branding is because you are complex and you are exciting and people want to see why you know, your life is changing and what you might be interested in today. And Mm -hmm. I think people recognize that complexity in each other. And that's like actually a huge like benefit that we get to share that and like constantly be evolving. So I think don't be afraid of it too. Like if things change, like what people used to ask me about three years ago before I had a camera and took it seriously was totally different than what it is now. Yeah. And if I had Instagram then, I would hope that I would feel confident enough to transition into more you know, like into education and photography because that's what I really enjoy doing now. So I think it's important to like allow yourself to have that. Yeah, I love that. And I love watching your brand just shift and change and expand. Like I feel like you're always trying new things, whether that's lighting a long match and putting it in your mouth or getting on scaffolding at a construction site and playing with the plastic. Like it's always changing and shifting and it's exciting. I feel like when I can almost predict what someone's going to post on social media, I'm like, it's time to unfollow because it's boring, you know? It's not, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not lighting me up. Mm-mm. We don't, we're not like that. No, but I just feel like, yeah, I love seeing when a brand can push forward. It's not stagnant. It's pushing forward, you know? It's exploring and creating and I think that's beautiful. Um, where does most of your inspiration come from? Where do you get inspired? Oh, it comes from a lot of different places. I think a lot of it comes from like different different media. So browsing through magazines like while I'm waiting to get my nails done or watching a movie or watching a TV show or swiping through Instagram or going on Pinterest. There's so many different times when I'm like taking pictures on my phone of things I want to remember. Um, and I think it's a combination of those things and self-reflection and like figuring out how I can make that work. Um, like for a long time, I thought I'd have to like be those things that I wanted to create. And I had to realize like that really wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like doing like serious faces in photos. Mm -hmm. Like I try it sometimes, but it makes me kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) Feel real. I remember when you posted your first. I, I feel like it was in Nashville or something. You're like, it's my yes. first serious face photo. I, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm really trying here, guys. Like, it, <laughs> and it's tricky. Like, I just it doesn't feel like super natural. And like, I like pushing boundaries, so I like I like trying it every now and then. But I don't think that's ever gonna be like fully. I'm never gonna have a feed where I'm always like so serious mm-hmm. because it's not who I am and it doesn't feel natural. So even if I find like this cool photo concept that's like super like edgy and like I might take a piece from that that's cool but I have to remember that that's not my personal brand like I don't feel super confident being really edgy um it just doesn't feel like me so I have to like remember to you know take these bits and pieces and then figure out how I can make me a part of it yeah because it is you your brand is a reflection of you you know so it needs to be you and yeah pushing it but also being you 
How do you, because I remember, I don't even know when it was, in one of your Q&As, someone was asking you how you take photos and you were like, for a long time, I would just set up the timer, like set up the timer, put it on a tripod and take a picture. But how do you be, how did you find confidence behind a lens or like, or in front of a lens, I should say, and in trying new things, especially when you were doing it on your own by yourself and maybe having people watch? Right. How do you find confidence doing that? I think it kind of goes back to um, how I deal with mean comments. Um, I think that, like, it is something I enjoy, and I know it's authentic. Um, And I think people that know me know that authenticity. Like I said, my parents would tell you, like, ever since I was a baby, I was such a ham in front of the camera. Like, I've never been super camera shy. And so it's fun for me. It's very authentic for me to be super extra in front of the camera. And I think think that's – so fun. And if someone thinks I'm a weirdo for doing it, cause I'm not a supermodel, I'm not, you know, that's like, that's on them. Like I, I like it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, um, that's kind of where I've been able to just push out that. Like I've taken my tripod out in front of truly so many people, like in public, set it up. And I'm sitting there like trying to move, <laughs> trying to put these cool pics of myself. And sometimes I, I feel maybe nervous. Like sometimes I'll ask myself like, should you be embarrassed right now? That girl just laughed. Like, was she laughing at me? And I have to remember like, okay, one, she might've not been, she might've been laughing with her friend she's walking with. And two, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like if she's laughing at me, like that says a lot more about her than me. Cause I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. And like, I like doing this. So yeah. I think just remembering like why you're doing it. And if you're confident in that, who cares? Yeah. And something I remind myself, all of the time is what people think of me is none of my business, you know? People can think whatever they want about me. It's none of my business. That's their business. So for people who maybe weren't a ham when they were little and loved being in front of a camera, how do you coach people? How do you coach people to be more comfortable in front of a camera or even just finding their best angles or what works for them, you know? Because sometimes I feel like people, they say that they're not photogenic, but I'm like, it's maybe just because you're feeling awkward. Yeah. Like, how do you coach people? Um, I tell people to practice in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's helpful um, to see yourself um, in a place where you feel safe to do that. Um, and you can be a little bit more silly maybe in front of a mirror in your bathroom where you're alone and not in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so practice there and maybe take selfies while you're doing it and see what side you like better or what faces you maybe feel more comfortable with or what what you like about yourself when you're in that safe environment of like just being at home with an iPhone, like taking selfies and then try it in real life. I think it helps having that security of knowing that you're doing great, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, when I'm coaching people like clients and stuff, when they're in front of my camera and I haven't had the chance to give them that advice to like go practice in front of the, the mirror before we meet up, I just really like um, letting them know that they're doing a great job. I think it helps to constantly be hearing that they're doing a great job. Um, I've noticed that I could start a session with someone that's so uncomfortable and like, you know, asking me every two minutes if they're okay, if it's okay, if they can see it. Um, And I think just constantly reminding them that they're doing an awesome job helps them feel better to just be themselves and like not worry about those things. So being that voice of like, you're killing it, you're doing a great job, helps. Yeah, and if you don't have anyone around, I guess just be that voice for yourself, right? (laughs) You're killing it, yeah. Yeah, like letting people, like letting yourself know, like you're doing a great job. Yeah, you're doing great, and this is And then physically like moving. Um, Mm -hmm. Stiffness, like body language does like coexist with your thoughts. If you're feeling really stiff, and you're feeling insecure, you might do things like lift up your shoulders or cross your arms or, mm-hmm. and that's going to remind your brain that, yeah, you're insecure right now. You feel unsafe. Try moving, try like wiggling your arms around, try really dropping your shoulders, try like taking a deep breath and telling yourself you're awesome. Like physically remind yourself you're doing great. Plus movement in photos is so epic. So move around. And that might also help if you're alone, just feeling more safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. Thank you. Okay, one more question before we kind of wrap things up. Um, How 
do you find to best grow your social media following and work with the algorithm or if you even stress over the algorithm or how have you best found to grow your influence? Yeah. Who doesn't? Algorithm's crazy. It is um, crazy and changing. I feel like it changes every hour of every day. I'm like, we can't every keep day. up with it. I know. It. There's days where I'm like, I got this. There's days where I'm like, I don't know if I got this. <laughs> but I think that the best way to overcome the algorithm is by serving the people that you already have there. Um, reply to DMs, like reply to comments, let people know that you appreciate them following you and they'll bring friends. Mm -hmm. Um, so many times I gain followers from someone like putting my profile in their story, letting them know that it was really nice. I replied to them or that they really liked that I responded to a comment or, you know, just like them sharing, like they bring their friends, like when they feel like you're showing up for them they're going to bring friends to that party. So I think the best way to grow the most authentic audience is to show up for them. Absolutely. Just trust that it will have a snowball effect. Yeah. Oh, Kylie, I love it. And like, it's so genuine too. bloom where you're planted. Yeah. I mean, I've tried other Mm -hmm. things. Like when I first started, I was like following, unfollowing. And then I realized like, and it's gross. Yeah. And I don't like when people do that to me either. You know, I'm like, this is like, this is like a stupid high school game that I'm not going to play. You know, it's like a weird popularity thing. It's weird. And it's, and it's not genuine. And those people aren't the people that are going to be even interested anyways. If they're just following you because you follow them, they're not, they don't care. Like they really don't. And so you'd rather have like 10 people that care than a thousand people that really, really don't care at all. So yeah, like, you know, it's, it's okay if you've done, I want to like tell people it's okay if you've done like weird stuff. Like I don't blame you. Like it's a stressful thing for people, but I really know truly in my heart of hearts that it is all about serving others and just knowing that that snowball effect will happen. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Two <laughs> or three little beauty questions. Cause I freaking love beauty products and then we'll wrap oh my it God, up. Yes. Bring them on. Okay. What is your holy grail most favorite beauty product ever? Or it can just be your most purchased beauty product. Hey, I love Curology. Curology? I feel like Curology, yeah. I what do you feel love like it from was them? such a hype, but I love it. I love it. I think it's amazing and it's worked and I've gotten like my sister hooked on it and mm-hmm. it's been incredible. So I love it. Beautiful. That's your holy grail. Okay, perfect. Um, what is one item besides wallet, phone that's always in your purse with you at all times? Oh, gum. Always. Gum. Me too. I'm oh. a huge gum chewer. Huge. Like I think a I, might be, day. Mm-hmm. I might be addicted. Mm-hmm. Luckily oh. my jaw doesn't hurt. I'm like, my jaw doesn't hurt. I don't grind my teeth. Like I think I'm okay. Like you're safe. We can have yeah. our vice. Yeah. And then final question, who is your like biggest girl crush beauty expander right now? When you see them, you're like, I want to be just like you when I grow up. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, Kylie came out with a new, like, skincare line. So I've been, like, following Kylie Kylie Jenner stuff lately, and I'm kind of, like, girlfriend. a freaking boss. Like, people can say what they will about the Kardashian-Jenner family. Like, they're bosses. Like, they they're get it. bosses. Mm-hmm. I agree. I know. I know. Kim, too, killing yeah. it with her makeup line. That's what I think. But I have been seeing like her new skincare line, Kylie Cosmetics, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting for you to like give me that trial. Just give me, give like, me I the okay. Me I want you to let me know how it goes. Yeah, I mean, but I can be the guinea pig for all of us. I'll keep you guys. I really, I love I that. About. I really, I want you to do that for me. <laughs> I love being the guinea pig. Well, I'll try it. Out. I'll oh, tell you what I think. You tell me, I'm like, dude, do that's it. the truth. Anything you post about, I'm like, that's the one. <laughs> like well, you are my you. holy girl. Well, thank you. Girl. Thank you, girl. Okay, so tell us what your offerings are right now and then how we can get in touch with you if we want to because you're doing retreats, you have presets, you're coaching. Do you do personal coaching or is that just at the the retreat, the workshop? So it's funny. Ever since the workshop, I've been getting messages about it. So maybe. So that is a maybe, but I don't have that um, set in stone. I don't know what that looks like. Okay. But I will say stay tuned with that because I think that would be something that I would really enjoy and I think it would be an awesome service to add on. So stay, stay in touch with that one. But right now I offer presets. Mm-hmm. I have desktop and mobile. So they work with DSLR photos, camera photos, and just iPhone, Android photos. 
And then I also have um, the workshop, but we don't know if the next one's going to be in person or if it's going to be online. Okay. And then photos. If you okay. ever need portraits, if you mm-hmm. ever need family photos, couple photos. Kylie's I'm queen. Okay, how do we get in touch with you? Just through Instagram? Yeah, Instagram's the best. And then I have my email on Instagram as well. If, you, if you're more of a person just likes emailing, do it that way, and that's, that's perfect. Okay, perfect. Kylie, thank you so much for being on the show. I thank so appreciate you. it. I love so talking amazing. to you just for a solid hour. It was wonderful. It's so good. Thank mm-hmm. you so, so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Cafe Binge Podcast. Until next time, may you notice all the wonderful, beautiful, binge-worthy parts of your day. Squeeze out every last drop, taste them, cherish them, because life was meant to be beautiful. Find me at cafebinge.com or on Instagram at cafebinge. Take me out to Cafe Binge tonight.